Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Big stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. You know, folks, we've heard too many stories in recent years here in Alberta of horrible things happening to children in care or children who were supposed to be in care or who had once been in care. And it feels as though the system is failing these children. When a child comes into care, has been in contact with child services, where there's been an intervention, right? we refer to these as at-risk children. And obviously that means something, at-risk means there is a risk of something awful happening. So when it does, I think it's fair to ask, why couldn't the system have prevented this? So we've got some new numbers out this week to to give some broader context to this problem. And our next guest, who really, I think, is doing his utmost to try to call attention to this problem and try to prevent these sorts of things from happening. Dale Graff is Alberta's child and youth advocate. This week, his office has released a new report which goes back five years, from April of 2012 to March of 2017. During that time, there were over 250, 252 to be specific, reported deaths or injuries of children who had been in care. More than half were actively receiving child intervention services. The rest had received some kind of service within the last two years. Now, in some cases, we're talking about uh, medical reasons, accidental reasons. uh, But in some cases, we're talking about acts of violence. We're talking about suicide. Really preventable things. So is this the case of the system being broken? Is all of this inevitable? Are the next five years going to deliver another 250 or more deaths or injuries of children that the Alberta government, that us by extension, are supposed to be responsible for? I think part of this uh, report is... Uh, maybe to, to avoid that scenario from happening in the first place. Joining us to talk more about the situation we face here in Alberta, how we need to address all of this. Very pleased to welcome to the program the aforementioned Adele Graff, Alberta's child and youth advocate. Mr. Graff, welcome to the program. Well, thank you very much for having me. All right. Well, talk about the impetus behind this report. Is it about putting the information out there so people have an understanding of, of what's been happening that your office has been dealing with over the last five years? And is, or is it more about trying to prevent these sort of things from happening again? Oh, it's absolutely in trying to prevent these kinds of tragic incidents from happening again. What we did was we decided that we uh, should take a step back from the number of notifications that we received and say, uh, you know, between... 2012 and 2017 what have we learned from the from the from the entire kind of group of, of notifications and so we I, we looked at that in in some detail we identified uh, some of the statistical information about who who are these young people that have either tragically passed away or have been seriously injured uh, and then the, the other part that we looked at is what are those kinds of themes that we're that we're seeing when we look at this at this information overall right and so you've identified uh, six themes then Yes, that's right. 
and we and, and we articulate them in in the report and and provide some basis for for where those themes have emerged from and what we've done to date in terms of making recommendations through the various individual reports along along the line of those themes. Right, because in terms of the overall numbers, now we're looking at, I believe it's about 250 or just over 250 serious injuries or deaths yeah. over that five-year span. Now, that, that seems like a, a, a high number. I think any number above zero would, would seem troubling. But, I mean, are those numbers, are they unusually high for Alberta? I mean, what, what are we to make of that? Well, I'm not sure what we can what we can surmise from from the total. It is certainly unsettling to know that that there have been this many tragedies in that five year period for uh, children who were involved with the child intervention system or who had been involved in the previous two years. So, of those 252 notifications, uh, 36 were about serious injuries, and 216 were about were about children's children who passed away. And so these would be children who were or had had some some involvement in the in the system. Yes, and our legislation is fairly specific in that in that that involvement would have been in, uh, needed to be in place uh, within the two year period preceding their their serious injury or their death. Uh, now a lot of these are. are medical deaths or accidental deaths, but um, there, there are some, I mean, obviously this, this looks at suicide numbers, uh, also more troubling incidents too, where uh, young people have died as a result of violence. I, I think there are 21 documented here, so, so some troubling finding. Certainly, that's true, and and one of the things that we identify in the in the findings, particularly around the victims of violence, is that is that for the most part, um, these these children died at the hands of someone that they knew, uh, often a parent or guardian. And in fact, of the 21 who who died as victims of violence, only two uh, died by at the hands of a stranger. Uh, when it comes to, to youth suicide, uh, this report identifies it as a serious problem, uh, and it seems as though it's disproportionately Indigenous children uh, that, that we're talking about here. Certainly that's true, and and I have to kind of back up a bit and, and to say that the the uh, population of children in care of government is is seriously overrepresented by indigenous children. Yeah. Indigenous young people in our province make up only about 10% of the population, but they account for 70% of the children in care. And so the the information that we have related to to child deaths and serious injuries are primarily those young people who are who are in care of government or are involved with the child intervention services, but still in their homes. Well, in terms of how we begin to address this, and I think there's there's a concern here maybe that the children are falling through the cracks or that there's just not the ongoing support after there's some initial intervention. How do we address that? Well, certainly that's part of what our themes were intended to, to consider. So, for example, we, we speak to the need for ongoing support, so not just support at the very front end of, of when a, a family comes to the attention of government, but support through, through the, the child intervention process and then into aftercare as well when, when children are returned to their families. To do that, you have to have good risk assessment, and that means having good information exchange and, and being able to access the information that's needed. Often caseworkers are in a circumstance where they don't have all of the information that they need, and they still have to make decisions about child safety and well-being anyway. Are these caseworkers overburdened, or is it simply a question of, of not getting them the information they, they need? Well, sometimes, 
sometimes there's a there's an, a you know a very serious workload that prevents them from being able to, to attend as as much as they as they would like. Um, but also there there is a reluctance I think to ch- exchange information. Those systems that serve young people, uh, although there are you know mechanisms to enable information to ex- to be exchanged, there there is still a reluctance to do that, and it's something that we saw when we looked at these 252 young people. Now, of course, we had a, um, an all-party child intervention panel set up recently uh, following a high-profile case in the death of a young girl. Uh, so have, have they already done some work on, on some of these issues? Are we, are we beginning to make some progress? Certainly they've done s- some work on, on these issues. One of the first tasks that they that they needed to do is to, to look at the child death review process in Alberta and make some recommendations about how to how to make that process more effective. And and they have in fact done that. And and the minister had introduced legislation already on that issue. And so there's some movement forward in that regard. Their second task is to look was to look at the at the issue of root causes. And and they've been working hard on that. And and we expect that that recommendations are coming f- uh, from that process. Uh, any time now. Um, but one of the things that we know is that the, the panel itself were exposed to a number of issues related to, to the care of Indigenous children in terms of, of uh, child welfare care and, and some of the issues and challenges and opportunities that were available to the panel to make recommendations about. Uh, something else you, you've addressed, and it concerns the, the question of suicide. You, you've previously called for a province-wide suicide prevention strategy. Uh, have we seen any movement on that? Well, what we've seen, Rob, is we've seen movement on on the development of a youth-focused suicide prevention strategy. So we know that there is a group that's working on that. We haven't seen the strategy yet, but but I, I, I'm confident that there's lots of energy and effort being put in into that into that pathway. We would be very interested in seeing an overall provincial strategy for for suicide prevention that that looks at across age groups. This is not just uh, a, a youth issue. This is a, this is an issue that affects all age groups and so uh, it's very important that Alberta have a suicide prevention strategy and uh, and beneath that strategy can can uh, provide you know there can be strategies provided for all of those groups that are at greater risk uh, uh, for for suicide and and but in the context of a, of a provincial strategy is, is something that we've recommended and uh, we're hopeful that government will take action soon on. Well, do we need a sense of urgency to, to all of this? And I mean, is, is it your hope that this report kind of gives us that, that sense of urgency? Well, we put out a report some time ago. It was, I think, in, in March of 2016 that spoke to the issue of, of Indigenous youth suicide. We, we talked about seven young people who, who died by suicide, and we made a series of recommendations uh, to address the issue that we think are a comprehensive set of recommendations. And that's where the recommendation on, on a suicide prevention strategy came from. The fact that, that government is moving ahead with the youth strategy is, is from my point of view, very important. A lot depends on how that strategy is is developed and implemented. One of the things that we've seen is that when when Indigenous people are are kind of planned for by government, and then government just in, implements what government has planned, it, it tends to not work very well. So we want to have a, a youth suicide prevention strategy that really is is uh, one that's engaged with by Indigenous people for Indigenous people, and that communities can in fact implement what makes sense to them. All right. Well, we'll let people know uh, they can find this report uh, and as well more on on these issues and the work your office is doing. The website is ocya.alberta.ca. Del Graf, thank you so much for making some time for us here today. Really appreciate this. Thanks very much for your interest.
That is Dale Graff. He is Alberta's child and youth advocate. So again, trying to ensure that the next five years are a lot better, that we start to see some improvement over the previous five years, because that, that's a really disturbing number. 403-974-8255. Speaking of children in harm's way, not just children either, this horrific case in California uh, that we've learned about today. We'll tell you more about that and a lot more still to come here today. We are back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.